Hey, what's up? This is Mike with Santa Sonia, and you're watching CMS TV. This show is there going is. completely there off the fucking rails hear, tonight, man? but we definitely hear you. Um, that that was who was that? That was Order of Elijah, with uh, with some some serious metal there from, um, and I believe they are one of the bands that is going to be playing this weekend at the Total Death Fest. That is April seventh and eighth at Ground Zero yeah. in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And here now to talk all about the Total Death Fest. Sorry to keep you waiting so long, dude, but. My show is completely fucked up tonight, but we're we're fixing it. We're getting there. But Daniel hey, Whitehouse is here. I love to hearing. <laughs> How you doing, Sorry, man? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm doing That's good. Okay. I love listening to the old headstock. So it's nice getting. It's not you guys. I'm just saying the other guy. Oh, I'm an old head. A little younger, but he <laughs> was cool. He was cool. I like this. Uh, I like hearing about that type of stuff because you know I wasn't alive back then. Sure. So. Well, he's got the voice like, of one of your bands. I heard it? his, I heard his voice right away. I was like, read, 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 read. I'm like, I, I know. know this guy. Oh, I know God. this voice. I know this voice. I know this voice. Nice. Uh, and sure enough, it was. He definitely sounded familiar to me. <laughs> yes, I think it was in the movie Scream. Or, uh... <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> well, anyway, Daniel, you have you. I'm going to give you much credit here, man. I in a in previous years used to book try and book some of these things similar shows not certainly not this big but i i've i've definitely been involved in booking shows before and booking them with established mainstream acts is hard enough booking a, a festival like this like the total death fest with a lot of new bands and a lot of bands that people haven't heard of it's an undaunting ch task, man. So why don't we start there, man? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your decision to form the Total Death Fest and, um, you know, put it together? Yeah, so pretty much Total Death Fest kind of started as a joke. Me and my friends came up with like 10 years ago. We took mm -hmm. our logo, the Total Deathcore logo. We slapped it on a flyer. Here's Whitechapel, All Shall Paris, Suicide Silence, blah, blah, blah. We'll make this happen one day. Okay. Right. We were teenagers. Sure. But fast forward 10 years, okay? We were involved in over the summer with this festival called Kentucky Irate Fest. You may have heard of it. Mm -hmm. It yeah. kind of blew up all over the internet, and it was like the big festival of the year, and it kind of went down in flames, right? Right. So we were just one of the promoters for the show, 
So we decided, you know, we were looking at that. We were so excited. Me, all my friends, friends with so many people playing. We're like, let's do something like this, but let's try to make it foolproof and fail proof. So we'll scale it down. We won't we won't think too big. We'll treat it big, but we'll start small. So I reached out to a bunch of bands that I knew nationwide and was like, hey, we're trying to put this together. What do you guys think? So we had a couple heavy hitters that are up and coming in the scene, which is Autumn Lies Buried and The Order of Elijah. Right. They were both willing to headline. And I was like, good, let's let's keep it at this level. Let's not go too big because I don't want to have like I don't want to have a train wreck on my hands. Sure. So I prep basically out of pocket for everything guarantees the venue. Everything's covered 100 percent. That way, nice. if you know, for some reason, if it failed, I wouldn't I could at least hold my offer up to the bands and everything like that. Right. And over the last six months since we announced it, we've had thousands of bands want to play. Okay. And I'm seeing it shared all over the internet. And so I'm it might be bigger than we're expecting, but I wanted to give that kind of royal real festival treatment to up and comers because you see like a lot of them come through like furnace fest mm-hmm. mayhem summer slaughter warp yeah. tour which is no yeah. longer with us and right. you know a lot of these bigger ones they kind of have a brand identity mm-hmm. and i wanted to give you know the smaller more i guess you could say local scene bands their feel of being treated that way so that you know, maybe other people would start treating the smaller guys that way as well. Instead of just thinking about who the big people are, like pay attention to these local or, you know, these smaller bands around here, because those are going to be your next ones. When these guys are gone or if they retire, when they're in Europe, you're going to need somebody to go see live. And right. I mean, streaming and Spotify and all that's great, but nothing beats live. Right. And, And, you know, one of the interesting things now too, especially with death metal, with the, the, the term death metal, I guess, is that it doesn't mean what it used to. You know, 15, 20 years ago, if you said death metal, you knew what you were getting. It was going to sound like Cannibal Corpse, and that was, you know, or some iteration of that. Now with the subgenres of death metal, with the death core and the, you know, gore core and all these different styles, there is some variety musically now. And I, I don't think it gets enough credit for that. Do you? It's right there on that level where it's almost getting that big, I feel. Mm-hmm. I, we, we've all said that. Every metalhead said that about every genre of metal our entire lives. But it's always the kids that come after us get to see our music played on the radio is what it feels like. <laughs> right. Like if you were to ask my dad and his dad, like when I was when he was a kid, Metallica, you never would have heard that on the radio. Now you put on one. Well, maybe Metallica is not the best example, but. You know, you hear stuff like yeah. Five Finger Death Punch. You're hearing Bring Me the Horizon. It's uh-huh. starting to get heavy on the radio. And thankfully, underground radio stations and online radio stations, serious people like you guys and the awesome people that want to bring metal to the world are starting to bring that genre to the mainstream. And now right. it's kind of at the point where is it? what is it? If it has screaming, is it death metal? I mean, who knows anymore? Yeah. Usually... Yeah, no, and, and that is true. It's, you know, I mean, you could listen. There, it's always weird to me as somebody that's really in, engrossed in metal, and I and I love, 
I'm one of these guys, you can't make it heavy enough for me. Give me Waco Jesus all day long and I'm good. You know, I like, <laughs> I like the really extreme sick fucking death metal. But stuff that is out there now that is almost like mainstream, 10 years ago even, 15 years ago, would have been considered death metal, like a kill switch engage. You know, that take out the take out the smooth parts vocally, just to the screaming parts that Jesse Leach is doing. That sounds like death metal to a lot of people. And a lot of people mistake it as death metal. You know, it it, it really is I think death metal's always been the the underground champion and it's for the first time it really is starting to creep its way to to a little bit. I mean, it's never gonna be mainstream. You're never gonna hear you know, rotting Christ on a, on the radio, but, but it is getting to where, you know, like you said, a station like, uh, like liquid metal on Sirius will play some of that stuff and it fits against the, the other stuff they're playing now. So yeah, 100%. I mean, when I was a kid, we fought like, you might laugh at this, but I thought Slayer was death metal when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're super heavy. I mean, they pretty much are. Some Black Sabbath could be classified mm. as death metal. Same, not so much they're Pantera thrash. behind they're... you, but they are super heavy. Like if you, yeah, yeah. I remember they're in like '89, they were super heavy knowing... when they were around. Go ahead, Eric. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I knew the difference. I mean, I'm 50 now, but when I was in high school, of course, loved Metallica and Slayer, and considered them to be thrash metal and then when i first heard death metal was like locally like you're saying it was like a local band the next coming the next generation um there was a band called mausoleum that was from my town here and the tony the the guitarist came up and goes man or we just did our demo listen to it and it was the first time i ever heard (laughs) you know kind of stuff and I was like, whoa, and it was heavy. It was it was a lot heavier than than Slayer. And uh I didn't know what to think of it. It almost was like uh Muppets or something, you know. But it was cool. Um, but it's been around, it's been around a long time, but definitely not mainstream. Uh, but definitely thrash versus death metal. I I knew the difference, but I'm sure that yeah, casually your everyday folks don't. No, it's so death metal is the weirdest genre ever because People that are not into it, what they think is it, is so off the trail. You know, most casual fans, if they're casual 70s, 80s people, they'll listen to a, they'll listen to a heavy anthrax song and think, well, that's death metal. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, not even, <laughs> it's not even heavy metal, you know? It's, what about uh, Jim Carrey, Pet Detective? Didn't he, like, escape through a death metal with show? With Cannibal like, Corpse. With Cannibal Corpse, right? yeah. yeah. So that was a good little taste of mainstream success i guess for that being in that movie the biggest problem i I, and correct me if i'm wrong on this daniel the biggest problem death metal has always had is that past cannibal corpse nobody knows any names you know that everybody knows cannibal corpse because they're the only one that ever sold platinum they're the the only one that sold a million copies of, of anything everybody else i mean you mentioned even big what what are big name bands in the death metal world six feet under most people would have no idea. They don't. They yeah, just don't know. They're huge. Yeah, it's just like with Kill Switch Engage. A lot of people know. Most people would say that listen to it would call it metalcore. Mm-hmm. But 
even they never got the level of like high level of success I felt they deserved. Neither did Jesse's other projects. Sure. And it's like the biggest one. I think most people recognize the name besides Cannibal Corpse would be the Black Dahlia murder. Sure. Which right. is still like night and day between Cannibal Corpse and the Black Dahlia murder. Mm-hmm. And maybe Whitechapel then, too. Whitechapel's had some pretty good success yeah. as well. But and then in the more core side, I guess all that remains, Bullet for My Valentine. They they mm-hmm. got pretty good commercial success. So sure, definitely. Well, man, what is it going to take for this festival to be uh, successful for you? I mean, is there is there a number that's going to make it successful for you, or just that it goes off without? Without a hitch, is that all that it's going to need? Or what exactly do you think it's going to need to make it successful for you? Well, I would love it to not have any train wrecks, you know. <laughs> right. No day of an hour before loading a band calling me saying our van broke down. We're three hours away. We're trying to get there. I, that stuff happens all the time. So it's kind of like knock on wood. But and. But I think turnout's going to be really good. I mean, for some of these guys, I mean, they've probably played maybe in front of 70 heads at max. Okay. And, I mean, we've got 75 people in just bands there one day, plus staff, plus vendors. And then we've sold over 100 pre-sales at a venue that's never even sold pre-sales before. This is a cash venue. They, you know, cash at the door type deal. Even their bars cash. Right. So, you know, I think it's going to be pretty good the door cap is about five six hundred and i think we'll okay. be maybe close to that i'm not shooting for those numbers but it'd be great because if this one goes off decently well then we've already got this is kind of you're the first people to hear about this so we've already got three of these in planning one in texas one in california and one in new york right now so wow so it's definitely growing that's awesome man well, dude, the Total Death Fest, it is um, this weekend, right? April 7th and 8th at Ground Zero in Spartanburg, yeah, 7th and 8th South Carolina. Yeah, so where, where should we tell people to go to mm-hmm. to check out the lineup and, and you know, get, get information and stuff online? Yeah, the main place would be Facebook. That's where we're most active, Total okay. Death Core. We post all day, every day. Cool. You can also go to thetotaldeathcore.com. Our okay. website has updates posted daily. We've been posting pretty much every day till this weekend. It's going to be about the fest, so you won't be able to miss it. It's going to be shoving it down your throat. So. Nice. Well, one more time. It is the Total Death Fest. It is April 7th and 8th at Ground Zero in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And, Daniel, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aker Presents. Mm-hmm.